Welcome to Sherna Talks Beauty. I'm your host, Sherna Malone, and I love nothing more than a good chat. From skincare to self-care, makeup to menopause, no topic is off limits. So get ready to learn and be inspired as we embrace all forms of beauty and discover how to look and feel your best inside and out. Welcome back to Sherna Talks Beauty. How is everyone doing? I hope you're all well. Spring has sprung. It is the 1st of February uh, and I, for one, am looking forward to the, the brighter evenings and the brighter days ahead. This is actually the last episode of the current season and I'm absolutely thrilled to finish it on a high with the fabulous Catherine O'Keefe, otherwise known as the Wellness Warrior, a true trailblazer in the realm of women's health. Catherine and I have worked together in the past and I always love the time we spent together and the chats that we have and today is no different. Catherine isn't just a wellness advocate, she's a menopause specialist uh, and I think on a mission, uh, you know, to redefine the narrative around this transformative phase in a woman's life. And with her expertise and passion, she has become, well, what I feel, a, a guiding light for those navigating the intricacies of menopause. Her best-selling book, All You Need to Know About Menopause, is packed with the latest research and information on menopause and is a really lovely, friendly guide that will answer all your questions in a very much down-to-earth, practical way. And there's actually also a little contribution in the book from myself about skin and menopause. So yeah, available in all good bookshops. You need this book in your lives. Now, in this episode, we're delving into her career and how her wellness warrior journey started. And Catherine also answers the questions you submitted and gives us lots of valuable tips and guidance for not just surviving, but thriving during menopause. So whether you're on your own menopause journey or simply seeking to understand and support the women in your life, you're in for a real treat. Here's Catherine. Enjoy. Catherine, you are so welcome to Sherna Talks Beauty. Uh, and I wish we were only recording this uh, in person, actually, <laughs> as opposed to yeah, online. We're definitely going to have to organize something for, yeah, for Cork or Dublin. It's been way too long. Yeah, for sure. For 2024, <laughs> right? <laughs> there, there you go. Well, look, we've done lives together. Obviously, you know, I, I spoke there at the Menopause Success Summit you had, you know, back in Cork. And we certainly always have lots to talk about, and I'm sure no day or today is going to be any different. So will we get will we get yeah, straight get in? Stuck in. <laughs> we'll get stuck in. Well, look, I gave a little introduction at the beginning uh, of the episode, Catherine. But for those who might not be familiar with the Wellness Warrior and the work that you do, can you rewind a little bit and share uh, a bit about, I suppose, your personal and professional journey and what led you to become the Wellness Warrior uh, and to specialize in menopause? Yeah, so I guess I I I kind of came through a twisted pathway. Yeah, <laughs> and I I you know I I in in ways, Sharon. I think when you look at my story, I just love the way, you know, life has different plans for all of us at different stages. And I guess, you know, when I went to college, I studied business. I I ended up working in banking. I was in investment banking for over twenty years. Oh my god! As a director uh, with an American bank uh, in London for a long time and it was my own personal journey that led me to the work that I do now but I very much feel I really feel that my career in the finance part was that had to happen to bring me to where I am now and I I really you know I'm, I'm so grateful for that because there's so 
there's so many skills that I guess I learned along the way that I wouldn't have ever thought I'd reuse yeah uh, of you course know, yeah the world of menopause but which I do now every day so I moved back to Ireland uh just after 9-11 actually and um I ended up then, ironically, well, given the situation, I did end up working in New York quite, uh, quite a bit after that for kind of, um, I think it was one to two years before I kind of really settled back in Ireland. And then I guess in 2013, 2014, I started to have challenges at work, challenges okay. at home <laughs> in relation to our good old friends, the hormones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, you know, initially I was very much kind of like, ah, here, come on, I'm only like, I'm only in my early 40s. Like, you know, there's no hot flushes happening. You know, I'm definitely not in menopause. But there was a lot of other things that were like, yeah, actually, you are in perimenopause. Yeah, yeah. And at the time, at the time, nobody was talking about perimenopause. The w- Menopause had started to be talked about, but perimenopause was a word that just wasn't known about. So I discovered anyway that, you know, through different situations that happens and, you know, particularly at work, you know, brain fog became my biggest challenge at work. And when you're working in investment banking, let me tell you, that's not brain fog. You don't want to have that. You definitely do not want brain fog because it's really tough, you know, to try and maintain your, your sequence of thoughts, to, to maintain information, to remember details, just was very challenging. So anyway, you know, I, I realized what was happening. And as I said, you know, different things started to happen and the brain fog was one. The other big challenge for me in the early perimenopause days was very heavy periods, so flooding. Um, and I found that really challenging in in respect of you know I, I if, if anyone can watch my TEDx I talk about um, an incident that happened in Copenhagen when I was away with some friends but after that it very much left me with like you know it work I had spare clothes in 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 my drawer in my office I had spare clothes in my car everywhere because I was so afraid of you know yeah. ha- having a recurrence of kind of a heavy period coming on very quick so you know all of these all of these symptoms started to happen and what I what I was finding was that very few people were talking openly about menopause and even I found amongst my own friends it was kind of like ah no no we're way too young for this like you know so then I started I had gone back to college for four years and I'd studied natural medicine and I always had a huge interest in wellness and well-being and of course then obviously given what was happening myself I really started to hone in on uh, the women's health aspect and the hormonal aspect of it and then it was so it was really my own journey, journey starting yeah. perimenopause that led me to where I am now because what I started to do then was you know I I I devoured information um you know I went on you know I did any bit of training that I could to learn more about what was happening it's so that I could understand it for myself of course, yeah yeah and then as I understood it for myself I started to do talks all around the country and I found that like anywhere I go, like the, the women would be so eager to but find probably, out information. Yeah, but there probably wasn't anything like that happening, Catherine. No, 
No, there was nobody at the time. That was back, um, what, probably 2016, 2017. I started going around the country. And at that stage, nobody. There was nobody else talking, you know, in rooms, talking openly, uh, really, um, about about menopause. Lorraine Keane had started to share her own journey, I think, which was very beneficial for many people. But, you know, what I found was, when you got women into a room together, it was just like something beautiful happens because what I would find, and I remember a great night I did down in Cork actually in, I can't remember the hotel, but I remember, I remember um, Dr. Brendan Moran came and everything. And I remember there was, we got so packed out. There was people sitting on the floor, (laughs) but it was just the camaraderie in the room and just, like what most women would say to me that they would feel so relieved Mm. to hear other women in the room share their stories and basically realize you're not alone exactly and I I think I remember in the early perimenopause years I was kind of like what is wrong with me and that's a question that a lot of women ask themselves what's wrong with me and there's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. It's a natural, inevitable stage of life. But as women, we tend to look at ourselves first and we do tend to say, what's wrong with me? Yeah. You know, and that's that's kind that's hard. That, that's, no, you know, completely. Like, that's, you know, it's hard on yourself. So it, it all really went from there. And then a huge part now, the majority of my work now, other than the, the public um, kind of talks and so forth, is in workplaces. And what I found is, is, I guess my name became known and then companies would come and ask me, would I come and talk in workplace? And then, of course, Sharon, given my background, I have a great understanding of the challenges of the workplace. I mean, I managed you know, over hundreds of people when I was in the bank. So I understand it from a HR perspective, the employee perspective, you know, all. So that kind of, um, I guess, and that's where I feel that yeah. my first career really has been very, given me great advantages um, to the work that I'm doing doing now. Yeah. And, you know, when we, when you talk about that journey and your journey, obviously, you know, it is quite the, the roller coaster. Uh, and certainly I, I have found it to be uh, definitely yeah good, good days, bad days. Mm. But one thing um, and I actually am um, obviously uh, listeners now won't be able to see this, but I'm holding up Catherine's book, uh, your best selling book, All You Need to Know About Menopause. And, you know, this is packed with all the latest research information on menopause. And, you know, genuinely, Catherine, I found it hugely informative. Uh, and I often refer to it as, as my little, you know, my menopause menopause bible and you have a fantastic section in the book um and obviously we could talk all day about this but I really for me what I found so beneficial and helpful was the six m's and we'll go through that shortly now but can we peel back a little bit and go back to the start because you mentioned perimenopause Mm -hmm. and that certainly wasn't um spoken about it was just menopause so and then we hear about postmenopause so very briefly just for listeners to if we can just talk a little bit about those three yeah and then we'll move on then to the Mm. six m's yeah and and, you know that's a it's a really important part of the menopause conversation because i really feel now we're talking all about peri and menopause 
we've got to keep it very balanced because we've got to remember that post-menopause yeah. is just as important as perimenopause. So I, I think that's a that's mm. a whole, whole other aspect of menopause that I think now is starting. Well, certainly it's something I talk about a lot. So if we think of it, Sharon, like a continuum, perimenopause is the beginning. It's the start. Now, the average age of perimenopause is 45 but that's an average. So some people can start younger. Some people can start older, might be 47. It's very, very individual. So but perimenopause is perimenopause is sneaky. It creeps up on you. And this is what I think we all find so challenging is because you're kind of like, what's wrong with me? God, why am I maybe yes. just not feeling myself? Why am I so tired? Why am I narky? Why, you know, why is my body changing? Why is my skin changing? Which yeah, was, yeah. I see an awful lot of that. Yeah. So all of that starts to happen very subtly in perimenopause. And it's so subtle that I find so many times women just don't realize what's happening until it becomes louder. Okay. The symptoms, if you're going to have symptoms, become louder. And that's where you start to edge closer to menopause itself. And menopause, menopause is simply the anniversary of 12 months without a without period. Without a period, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the average age is 51, but again, it's an average. But as you get closer to menopause, this is where some of the symptoms can become more obvious. So the, the, the very well known, the hot flushes, the brain fog, the vaginal dryness, yeah. uh, the libido changes, the sleep issues, they can become very, very obvious if you're going to have symptoms. And I'll come back to the if in a minute. Yeah. So menopause is just one day. So then we're now into the next stage, which is post menopause. But I often am asked a question or I'll get an email from someone excited saying, God, Catherine, I've hit, you know, I've gone 12 months without a period. Yeah. Am I finished? End of story. And I'm like, sorry, no, <laughs> because you still think of it a bit like the summit of a mountain. So if menopause is the top of the mountain, you've still got, you've to, still come got down to come down the mountain. Oh, what a great so analogy. That, yeah, means yeah. That, the, that means that the symptoms still have to taper off. And okay. the very last symptom to go for the majority of women are the vasomotor symptoms of menopause. So the hot flushes and the night sweats tend to be the last to go. But it's really important for people to remember that because so many women, they do get disappointed because they'll, they'll hit the 12 months. Yeah. And they'll think, OK, now the symptoms should abate. But Sharon, it can be a couple of years before you come down that mountain into everything leveling off and the body becoming, I guess, into more a, a, a status of balance. OK, so that doesn't happen over months for the majority of people. That can be a couple of years. So let's say if menopause is 51, you know, 52, you hit that 12 month anniversary then it could be you could be 55 56 before all of the symptoms go you know so it's very very individual so look at that continuum if you start perimenopause at 45 you hit menopause at 51 51 and then postmenopause everything tapers off maybe that's 55 you know so you're looking at anywhere from a 4 to 10 to 12 year journey and again very very individual look oh. at me so i started I started perimenopause when I was 44. I'm now 53, Sharna, and I mm. haven't hit menopause yet. So, you know, I would definitely say I'm I, obviously I'm not going to be the average, but I'm yeah. rec I reckon I am coming closer to it. So, again, the one one 
the, the, the best thing any woman can give themselves going through menopause is to understand how individual it is because your experience versus your best friend versus your sister versus your mom is going to be different and I think that's a really important part of the conversation to understand from a personal perspective but also when it comes to respect around the menopause conversation and and that's something as you know I'm very passionate about because whilst we all want to help and it's a human nature that we Mm. delve in and we'll say oh this worked for me try this it's very individual. It doesn't mean if it worked for you, it's going to work for somebody else. But Catherine, it's so interesting, actually, even you saying that, because as you're talking there, this is exactly what I see in the treatment room with regard to skin. People coming in buying products because their friend got on famously with it. Yeah. And, you know, even yesterday, you know, I was talking about this saying, you know, everyone's skin is different and choose your skincare according to your skin not who you're following, not Mm. your sister, Mm. your best friend. And obviously that's exactly the same when it comes to how you're, you know, you're treating your symptoms or what your menopause journey is going to be like. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent, Sharna, because like you'll frustrate yourself, you'll drive yourself nuts if you're comparing yourself to somebody else. Yes, you might have similar symptoms, you know, any of the typical ones, the hot flushes, the brain fog, the insomnia, the anxiety, um, the low moods. But how you react to different management options can be night and day, Day. night and day. And, and you know, I see this every single day that, you know, some women talk to me and say, God, Catherine, you know, this isn't working for me. And they expect a magic bullet overnight. I know. know, and, and, And obviously, you know, marketing is fantastic. And certain things can can look that they might cure everything, be it medical or non medical, and that's not always the case. You have to be, you have to really be just. You have to really watch things. So, say at the moment, I, I'm always like uh, doing different things. It might be that I'm changing some of my lifestyle habits. It could be something to do with going to sleep, getting up, anything. Yeah. But when I do it, Sharon, I track it meticulously. So okay. I literally will track every single day you know, whatever the change is, what am I noticing? And that is so important to do, because if you introduce something to support yourself um, during menopause, whatever it is, it's really important to understand how it is adding in a positive way to your life. And you want to be very mindful that it isn't creating anything new. Now, this happens a lot that, you know, it might be, and let's just say, um, when we look at management options in menopause, there's the medical and the non-medical. For example, if I take a woman who's very sensitive to progesterone, she might start HRT, and your HRT, typically you'd be looking at estrogen and progesterone for a woman who has a uterus. And if that woman is sensitive to progesterone, she might find that certain symptoms will be exasperated. And that's why it's so important to keep an eye and watch for changes. The same could happen um, maybe if there was a supplement that you were sensitive to or a herb or something. Yeah, yeah. Really important to like keep a notebook, just track what the changes are. Be diligent because you will see even over a week or two weeks, you'll start to see if something is agreeing with you or something isn't agreeing with you, you know, and that's a really important part of, I guess that's where um, the empowerment around menopause is. I've always kind of thought my role is to give 
is to give unbalanced information. And what I want to do is ensure that every woman is empowered with choice, that they can then say, okay, well, I understand this. I understand how this might support me. And then take those tools and use them in your own menopause journey. But always remember that, you know, it's your journey. Journey. Your journey. And you have to, nearly in a way, it's like, I think in a way we've got to be a little bit precious about yeah. in terms of understanding, you know, the, the fantastic thing about each of us, Sharon, is that we are unique. So we've got to understand. And in a way, it's kind of take your menopause journey, become curious. So start to think about it. And it's like, OK, a new symptom comes on. OK, what what can I do? What can I do to tackle this symptom? And I always kind of say, you know, Take the one symptom that's causing you the most challenge. Because if you start to take all of them all together, of them. <laughs> have a few of them. <laughs> well, that can be a little bit overwhelming. Yeah. But if you take it piecemeal and you take one symptom, then you can start to say, let's just say, for example, it's sleep, because it's a very common symptom. So then you start to think, okay, well, what are the practical steps that I can take to enhance yeah. my sleep? And then watch the changes that you're making, see what changes are happening. And then maybe you start adding on to that to make sure that you optimize sleep. But it's very much a piecemeal approach. Don't try to do too much in one go because you'll overwhelm yourself. Listen, you and I, we both know (laughs) we get overwhelmed if we try to do too much. So if you break it off and you do it piecemeal, it's so much yeah. more manageable and manageable chunks. And I think that's a really, for me, that's yeah. what, that has always worked for me. I will always look at, okay, right now, what is my biggest challenge? What do I want to put the most focus into? And then I put everything into Thank that. So much. over Christmas, my biggest focus has been sleep. So I have really used the downtime over Christmas to optimize my sleep. And I will say to you, like, I definitely feel I'm so rested because I really put everything. Yeah, Yeah. because I really put everything into sleep over the last couple of weeks. And so I think it's just kind of working out for you. What is the main area that needs focus, you know, be it anxiety, you know, libido, whatever it is. And then start to work on that but just don't bite off too much too just much. make it make it manageable and I love actually and you use this term in the book your menopause check-in mm, which yeah, yeah and the that MLT. I think actually yeah and and I think that that's really uh, very important to do yeah um and th- that actually leads us nicely in to the sex six, uh, the, six m's <laughs> Freud, yeah. the six m's <laughs> obsessed you are (laughs) would you want to go through those yeah so do you know what this is I actually these are I I, these I'm so these are my little babies now the six m's of menopause and they developed over they developed really through I guess my own insights but also Mm. feedback that I got from thousands of women I think so I developed Absolutely all brilliant. of this based on that. And it's so the six M's of menopause really are okay, understand menopause, understand yeah. how it looks, the symptoms, understand what your management options are. Now you have all of that. Now let's park that and put it to one side. What are the guiding principles that you want to really bring into your life that will help you 
thrive through these years and this is where the six m's come in because regardless of what your management options are whether it's hrt non-hormonal medications alternative therapies etc you still have to do the six m's and that's why i think they just work so well Mm -hmm. so basically the six m's they don't come in any order but i definitely I, i probably would always say the mot is the first one and it's a bit yeah. like every year or two years you do the mct for your car in england that's called the mot so that is basically maybe it's your birthday maybe it was new year's eve it's checking in with yourself but sharon it has to be a very honest check-in and that's where i mean warts and all really peel it back and the first simple question is how are okay. you how are you feeling because we can actually fool ourselves and we can think, oh, no, I'm doing great. And you keep going and yeah, you have the yeah. wheel and everything. But really, if you take a few moments and you sit in, style, in silence, in stillness, how are you? How are you really feeling? How is your anxiety? How's your mood? You know, how's your rage? How's your frustration? Be very honest with yourself. Start with the psychological because we know the psychological you know, are by far the more challenging Mm. aspects of menopause for so many of us. So to have that check-in with yourself, and then it's really the next one is the more physical check-in, staying on top of your health, you know, checking in with your doctor. Do you need to get a blood test done? Listen, if you're great, no, everything's flying, then you don't. But if there's things starting to happen, and it's not to tell you that you're in menopause, but it's maybe to rule out any other underlying condition, particularly the thyroid, also your iron levels, particularly if you're having heavy periods, also vitamin D and B12. So that's where the blood test can be of benefit. But to be very clear, there are no benefit when it comes to telling you, are you in perimenopause? Because your hormones are changing from day to day. Your FSH, your follicle stimulating hormone, will go very high once you've hit menopause. But in those perimenopause years, it's no good. You're just ruling out anything else. So and then it's like, you know, keeping on top your breast check, your cervical smear, your DEXA scan for your bone health. It's just being empowered to stay on top of your health, because if you do that, you're not going to. Well, I would hope that you wouldn't develop health anxiety, that you're going to be proactive in relation to your health as opposed to reactive. And yeah. that's really where the first M comes from. The next one then, um, you know, and again, they're in the order, but if we look at menu, so this is food, food. and it's just yeah. how important. So important. Is. Yeah. Like yeah. we are what we eat and it is, that is it. And one of the, I've been reading um, a book over Christmas and oh my God, it's scared the bejesus out here. It's um, ultra processed. Oh my God. Well, one of my kids was like, I was doing um, shopping. He was trying to get Pringles into the family. I was like, that is not happening. <laughs> and and course, my, my kids are like, oh, what is she oh, no. now? <laughs> that sounds a little bit familiar. That could be the same in yeah, my house. Yeah. <laughs> Catherine, what, what, you know, what, yeah, what's mum doing now? Yeah. You know, in Pringles, there's no potatoes in Pringles. Oh, so I've, that's just gosh. the tip of the iceberg. But so like, we've got to understand that, Food has changed 
oh my God, Sharon, is so much from when we were children. If you think of what we ate as children and even go back to what our parents yeah. ate, the changes are happening so fast to how food is now genetically modified. It's scary. It is scary. I'll give you one scary, like one, just one story to think about. So before Christmas, um, I have to think of the, the vegetable. I'm going to forget now because the brain fog. <laughs> but one supermarket put um, a notice on, was it an orange or a lemon? There was a notice put, had to be put on it that of the ingredients that may be in the outer peel of this fruit or vegetable yeah. because there's so many sprays there's fertilizers all of these things going into foods now like that's not the food that our parents ate that no. came out of the fields so everything is changing if we take the banana that we eat now that's not the banana that was in existence 100 years ago it's been genetically modified yeah. So I'm, I'm just, now they're extreme examples, but what I'm saying is we have to be so conscious. And more mindful, of, I think, we yeah. We so yeah. mindful about what yeah. we put into our body and really understand that. Look, I could spend a day talking about food because it's so important, but it's really just being so mindful of understanding we are what we put into our body. And part of that is being aware of the food groups also that are what I call the nutrient robbers that are just going to put an additional toll on your body. So that's another. Um, and then the next, uh, a, a next one is movement. And listen, yeah. look, it, whatever form of movement you're doing, it's crucial. But as we get older and particularly for women, we need to start thinking about our bones. So we need to make sure now that we're doing weight bearing exercise. Yeah, I've started so, to do that. You know, yeah. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Going to the gym. I started that last year and particularly for us as women, we tend to be weaker in our upper body. So when you start on any program, they generally will really start to work your upper body. And my God, you'll feel, you feel stronger, incredible, more yeah. confident. It's brilliant. But the key to the one thing to think about movement is you're ticking a few boxes. You're looking after your health today, but you are future proofing your health for your 70s, 80s and 90s. And that is really important. You're, you think about it like putting money into your pension, into the bank, you're banking your health. Everything you do today, you're banking your health for the future because it means that you know your bones will be stronger, your heart will be stronger. And that's hugely important. Huge. And more, more oxygen goes to the brain, blood flow is enhanced. So movement is crucial. Another M is mingle. And this is all about connection. Connection. I think and this is so important too. It is because yeah. like it's important on so many levels. We know connection, social interaction is so important when it comes to Alzheimer's and dementia and, and women are more prone to that illness than men. We know that connection is important when it comes to anxiety. Social anxiety can be so common in menopause where maybe you're just not too comfortable and you prefer maybe not to go out. So it's really important to keep connected. And that's connected with your friends, but it's also with your partner, with your family. Talk about what's happening. Yeah. Because let's say, for example, look at me, Sharon. I've got three boys, right? And I have two that are right in those teenage years. And they've got the, we're reverse menopause is reverse puberty. Their hormones are coming up. Mine are coming down. Yeah. So 
is there dodgy patches where we collide <laughs> yeah. for sure so you know i'm always saying to the lads like you know listen you got to understand we're in reverse situations here you know you know you're right in puberty whereas i'm at the other end of the it and end. you know and and i think I think that's respectful to both of us because it's respecting them by saying, you know, I will always say some, listen, I'm sorry. I was narky. Look, I'm just tired or whatever, but you know, that's, it's important to be open about the conversation, you know? So that, that, that piece is really important. And a whole other part of that obviously is having support at work as well. If you need it, it's making sure that, you know, through your manager, your trusted work colleagues, that's a really important piece because listen menopause it doesn't stop it's it doesn't have a uh, it doesn't kick in after five o'clock or six o'clock it impacts all throughout our lives and possibly the impact can be most most felt in the workplace in the workplace so it's yeah. hugely important that we have that understanding there uh, another m is um meaning and this really is uh, I, this is one i just hold so close to my heart because it's so important and I loved I like to think that I really walk the talk on all of the six M's and this one in particular and this is like you know Sharna it's it's your passion is beauty you know my passion is well-being it's it's nature it's it's you know the movement and the M of meaning is all about nurturing your passion whatever that is for you now I know for so many women it might be art it might be painting it can be abseiling it can be rock climbing it can be going on holidays it can be learning a new language it can be gardening cooking yeah. whatever that is do more of it so what did I do more of over Christmas two things that I love with a passion I love being up the mountains and I love cooking when I'm not under pressure and I can take time. So when we've got our holidays or weekends where you have more time, invest that time in yourself. Yeah. Because at the same time as doing that, you're supporting yourself, which is really important when it comes to managing rage and frustration. But also you're actually promoting your brain health and you're keeping those neural pathways alive because cook a new recipe. You have to think about it. You have to be concentrating, being out in nature, the green prescription. Your brain loves it. So you're ticking a lot of boxes. But that meaning is hugely important. And, and like there's a lot more to that as I cover in the book. And then the final one is minding you. And this is where I always say, perimenopause through to postmenopause demands extra care and this isn't self-care it's not selfish it's crucial care if we say to the new mums you can't pour from an empty cup but Sharna in menopause if you do not look after yourself yeah you cannot support the other people no. in your life. No. And they and if you're not looking after yourself, those people in your life, they'll get the brunt. They'll get the brunt of the bad day. And and you don't want you that don't want that. You don't feel no. guilty afterwards. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's shitty. And and yeah. that, that's not a nice place to be either. So it's really important to understand that you've got to fill your own cup. And in the book I go through loads of different ways to do that. And that's hugely important. My go to every single day without fail what you know some of the some of the many tools that I cover in relation to that are journaling and gratitude and I will never put my head on a pillow 
unless it's a late night out, <laughs> without doing my gratitude journal, you know, and it could some days it's as boring as hell. I might have had a cup of coffee, a hot shower. Other days, there's so much more to be thankful for. But every day you can find something, even one thing, one thing, a hot shower, a cup of tea, a smile from a stranger. Mm. You know, it's just finding those little nuggets and understanding that menopause can be really tough. And when you're in that roller coaster, as I talk in the book about the stormy seas of menopause, when you're in the eye of the storm, it can be really hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel. But once you start to get understanding and empower yourself, then you start to clear the decks and then you can see the light and you can understand that, listen, roll up the sleeves. I'm going to you know, I'm, I can handle this. I will get the support that I need wherever that's going to come from. I will build my menopause tribe and I will thrive through these years. And that's what I really want for women, that they understand that there's so much support out there now. And we've brought so much awareness to menopause. You know, doctors have become more upskilled, etc. that there's no reason, no one, Sherna, it, it makes me so sad when I get emails or messages from women who are really suffering. Nobody should suffer in silence, not in this day and age. I, it, it really we've we've broken we've broken open the, the taboo on this and we sh- we're continuing to shatter it. And that means that we should empower each other. We're all in it together to feel that you have support, to feel that you can knock on a door, email someone, make a phone call. And you can get the right help. And that's hugely, hugely important. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you, Catherine. Um, and and certainly, you know, again, whether it's, you know, your book or, as you say, talking to, you know, friends, going through it, having that support. And, and that thing that I always say, knowledge is power. And as I said, to be yeah. able to then thrive through through this journey and not to be alone you know big time yeah Yeah. so so many so many women feel alone in menopause and I get that I definitely felt very lonely in those early perimenopause years and I think you know that's I wouldn't want anyone else to feel that so I think look we all can we can support each other through our own experiences and our own learnings and I think you know I I, when I think of you know the generation coming behind us my lord perimenopause is going to be a breeze (laughs) it's all going to be a breeze because there'll be so the support infrastructure out there is just going to be night and day to what we have come through. We have come through. Oh, well, look, thank you, Catherine, for, for, you know, sharing the six M's with us there. And I've no doubt, you know, somebody listening to those, it's going to be of huge, huge help. I did put up a question box on Instagram. I'm conscious of time and your time, even if we touch on two very quick ones. Yeah, would sure. that be okay? Fire them. Fire them. Well, and, and in actual <laughs> fact, one was lovely. Um, somebody just messaged and it wasn't a question, but they just wanted to say how much help you have given them through oh, their journey. So I just well, thought that lovely. was lovely. And oh, I really you. wanted to, to share lovely. that with that's you. Lovely. Um, this and actually sometimes it comes up in the treatment room and that I'd be discussing, you know, menopause with clients. Uh, I'm definitely post menopause myself and I didn't go down personally a HRT route. But somebody's asking here, I only have one or two symptoms. Should I be looking at HRT? But I suppose that again, it goes back to what we were saying about it being very 
very individual yeah. I, I think I would look at first off you know when you look at your symptoms and this is what your doctor mm. will look at too are they mild moderate or severe okay if they're mild then I would definitely encourage you I would say pick up a copy of my book because if they're mild there's loads of strategies there for all of the key symptoms yeah. If they're moderate or severe and they're impacting on your life, that's a different, different. level. Okay. And that's really where you then want to look at look at your management options, you know, look at them from a medical perspective to the non-medical and then just empower yourself to understand, OK, well, what might work for you? But you're, it, the, the starting point is understanding the severity of the symptoms okay. and how they're impacting on that's your life. That's a great life. answer. Great answer. Um, my mum had an awful time with menopause. Will that be the case for me? 42 and not feeling myself, periods very irregular. Again, I think that goes back to what we said, just because a pair, uh, mm. your mum. Yeah, no, but yeah. That, that's a great one, though, because my first question was, would be there. If she if she knew what age her mom started menopause, because ah, okay. we do know that if your mom started menopause early, there is a higher chance that you might start early. So okay. say, for example, if um, if this woman's mom had started yeah. menopause, maybe if she'd gone into full blown menopause, at, yeah, at 40, yeah. The early 40s, then it might be okay. that she might go the same trajectory. Now, the experience, though, however, can be night and day. Okay. And I okay. firmly, and that's important I, to yeah, highlight. And I, yeah. I firmly believe we're in we're living in different times. We've got different challenges to what yeah. our parents had. But I would also I would also say we now have more management options than what our parents had. So I would certainly say look at it as in your own individual unique journey. Okay. And you know don't if at 52 you're starting to experience symptoms look at what the symptoms are and if the periods that's an important point Sharna because many women will say to me oh god I've got anxiety I've brain fog I've insomnia but my periods are regular so I can't be in perimenopause yes you can, you can. because your periods can stay what you think is regular but behind the scenes they might be starting to change remember the word I said at the beginning subtly yes. so they might be starting to change by a couple of hours so you don't realize and then it becomes half a day but again you don't realize, realize. okay so okay it can be very beneficial just to maybe use any of the free apps online to track your periods and you'll start to see you'll start to see that they change it'll be half a day then it's a day and then it becomes their bigger gaps start to come in but that can happen over years and but for other people okay. it can happen more quickly again it's very very individual. individual but I would I would very much be looking at um you know always look symptom by symptom but if you find that you know at 42 the periods are becoming more sporadic um, you know, look at what that, look at what else is happening and particularly start to look at how am I? How are you feeling? That's okay. really important because Sharon is so many women will struggle on feeling miserable. And really, that's you shouldn't be living like that. No, you really, really shouldn't. Definitely so don't not. do that to yourself, because if you're really struggling and you feel like you're wading through muck and every day is hard. That's not a life. And we, we've only got one life. So it's really important we live it to the best. Okay. I'll do one very last one, um, Catherine. And we might have to do a part two. Um, 
what supplements would be helpful to get ahead of the menopause curve? Okay. I'm now yeah. I without being any you know, I would be saying maybe magnesium. Yeah, yeah. Magnesium is yeah. a great all rounder yeah. because you know what? The majority of us are deficient in magnesium yeah. because okay. changes in farming methods. We don't get as much through our food, unfortunately, anymore. So I certainly would say a good quality magnesium. Okay. But the thing with magnesium. You want to be very careful. And I, I talk about this a lot in the book is there's many different different forms, types, different yeah, types yeah, or so forms. Be really yeah. careful that you get the right form. You're looking for magnesium citrate, magnesium biglycinate. Um, and then there's other forms depending okay. on uh, different requirements. But certainly magnesium um, is a good one. Omega-3 is hugely beneficial because yes. just for overall for your cognitive function overall for you know uh, hydration elasticity it's a great all-rounder so certainly if you're not getting a lot of fish nuts and seeds in your diets then look at a very a good omega-3 omega supplement okay. um b vitamins are hugely important and that's why so many women share will say to me that they're feeling it could be exhausted they just feeling real a real deep tiredness and i remember one woman in particular who i met as, as, just in the last year and i'd meet with this comes up a lot but i met at an event and she was just saying to me she was really struggling with the tiredness and i just said look when did you last have your bloods done and she was like not in years so i said look I said, would you just go and get the bloods done? Drop me an email when you've that done. And then we'll see from there. She got her bloods done. And I had said to her, look, I think your B12 12, would be low. Yeah. Her B12 was on the floor, on the floor, God. really, really low. And she, so she, um, now she was then put on a high dose uh, B12. But the change, she just said, it made such a difference. So just be very mindful of how important the B vitamins, particularly B12 and B6, are in our in our everyday lives. Um, and that's for women at any stage of a kind of hormonal journey, but particularly when it comes to, to menopause, the B okay. vitamins are hugely important. And then, of course, sharing a vitamin D. Like we live in Ireland, let's yeah. be honest, you know, I, I know the sun is glaring in through the yeah. window here at me at the moment, but we don't get a lot of sun. And you know yourself, like the importance of wearing SPV, um, SPF, SPF yeah. so which means, again, getting sun filtered into the body is hard. So hugely important to have a vitamin D supplement. And I would say for anyone, any stage of the menopause journey, just remember when it comes to your bone health, it isn't just vitamin D, vitamin K is equally as equally, important. Yes. Yeah. So if you can get a good, I, I take an oral supplement um, by an Irish brand, One Nutrition, it's a great one. And it's vitamin D and vitamin K combined. So Fantastic. you just spray it in your mouth and off you go. And off so you go. Okay. There's some of the key ones. But I think, look, I go back to the six M's and always remember try and get as much as you can through food and then add in your supplements and just one thing to note if someone is starting with supplements please don't go and add a ton of things in at a time add one one thing at a time and then watch what's happening and see otherwise yeah that's look having yeah the difference look look watch closely even the smallest of change because that's an insight into 
this is helping you or maybe this isn't, uh, you know. So that's, great that's really important. Yeah. Listen, I'd have, I'd have women I just, talk yeah. to me and they come with bags. Yeah. <laughs> I was bags. just about to say, that's, yeah, that's the bag expensive. is rattling with everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah and that's expensive. So yeah. just be, just be, just be mindful. Okay. I, I go back to be curious about these years. And like, it's with me, you know, at the moment, I'm just trying, I, I'd be always doing different things to my daily routine because I'm curious about how it's going to benefit me. Um, so have that little bit of curiosity. And then you know what? Your mindset will change because you'll become a little bit, okay, then it's a challenge. Okay, yes. Well, I'm going to take this on as a challenge. What can I do now to support the symptom? And that really supports a kind of a, a more embracing mindset, I guess, because now you're kind of turning it on its head and you're not being fearful. Because remember, menopause is a natural, inevitable stage. And Sharna, what I did want to go back to, as I said in the beginning, is not every woman will have symptoms. We know the 20 to 25 percent, one in four women will go through with zero symptoms. Zero. Oh Sharna, I've met these women. They do exist. I, I, I'm, I often on site in workplaces and I'll be there and women will put up their hands. That's me. I've had no symptoms and it so just it's not a foregone conclusion no. that you're going to have symptoms or that you're going to have all of them to date i'm 53 i have not had a hot flush i haven't either some, yeah i've had some night sweats nothing massive but i've had other symptoms yeah. i've had the brain fog yeah I, i've had the anxiety i've had the heavy periods you know so again just remember it's not a foregone conclusion no and to, it what no and it also goes back to again what you were saying everyone's everyone's journey is going to be is going yeah, to be different yeah, yeah, yeah. oh Catherine it has been an absolute pleasure um chatting with you today and thank you for being my guest and you know sharing all your expertise you know your knowledge um and continued success with everything you do and for those listening if you do need uh, you know more support I know they can sign up to your newsletter, Catherine. Isn't that right? And I yeah, have all the yeah. details yet in, yeah. in the show that comes notes. out every every week. On and a it's Friday. a fantastic. Oh, my God. It's a fantastic <laughs> newsletter. I, I love them. Uh, and obviously your Thank social you. channels as well. And, you know, listeners, don't forget about the book. Again, it'll be in the show notes. All you need to know about menopause uh, from Catherine O'Keefe, Ireland's menopause expert. Catherine. I could chat to you all day. Thank you so, <laughs> Likewise. so Likewise, much. Sharon. And hopefully we'll get to see each other very soon. Thank you all so much for listening and huge thanks to Catherine for being my guest. You'll find all the details in the show notes. Now, if you enjoyed this week's episode, please consider subscribing, leaving a review or sharing with a friend. And remember, I love hearing from you. So don't hesitate to get in touch on Instagram or Facebook at shernamalone.ie. Now, I mentioned on the last episode, if there is anyone in particular you would like me to have on as a guest for the next season, please do get in touch and let me know. Before I wrap up this season, uh, I would just like to express my deepest gratitude and thanks to all of you for being part of the Sherna Talks Beauty community and part of this journey with me. And huge thanks to all my wonderful guests for giving of their time and having the chats with me. Right, I'll be taking a short little break now uh, to record and prepare for more exciting new episodes. Um, and in the meantime, feel free to catch up on previous ones, of which there are many. 
Take care, all of you. I'll be back with more Sherna Talks Beauty very soon. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Sherna Talks Beauty. Remember, I love hearing from you. So if you have any beauty questions, don't hesitate to get in touch on Instagram or Facebook at shernamalone.ie. And if you haven't already, please do subscribe and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. And please come back for another episode and another guest next time. Talk soon.